All right, uh, joining us right now in the drive-up lane is Superintendent of Schools, Mr. Andy Engel. Even though school's got the day off, he doesn't. Good morning. How are we doing today? I'm good. Nice to hear the Beach Boys this morning driving around in the snow. <laughs> okay, so I guess the first question is, you know, you and I were talking about it off the air, but I've had several text messages. Uh, if you're going to call school today and the kids are back in session, why can't you go back online for today? You can't just it, – it's – it's virtually impossible, virtual, I guess, tongue-in-cheek, but um, <laughs> to make that shift within just an hour to our our K-4 students, um, don't take their iPads home, don't have their technology at home. Um, our 512 students, many of them often might, but there's not a guarantee that they've all taken their technology home. We have a lot of students that might need internet connection and support that we, we support when we have a longer, when we've had a longer closure. Um, so we can't guarantee that everybody has access today. Um, and there's also issues just with, with, you know, snow days are about buses and student bus stops and our high school students be out being out in their cars. Um, but it's also dangerous out there for our teachers. We have a lot of teachers, obviously, that need to get in their building. Even our Buck virtual teachers, most of them are coming into the buildings. Um, and we're trying to provide a consistent experience for our students across the board for in-person, Buck virtual. Um, and there are people that, that believe students, there's some, there's some joy and mental wellness that comes out of a snow day, something that just changes the, the rhythm and vibe. So our principals are ready. They're going to provide um, some activities, ideas, and options for students to, and families to consider and do today to, to continue to learn and grow and engage at home um, but it, it won't be a traditional learning day you know we, you and I have talked about this in the past as far as on how you go about calling a snow day but if it snows like the night before and, and crews have had plenty of time to get out there and plow and everything yep then yep. usually you don't call it but if it starts snowing like it did about 5 15 and it was snowing hard and you know you're going to get x amount of inches of snow that's kind of when you have to call it right that's exactly right we're, we're really watching visibility winds today and knowing that the snow is going to pick up and, and really while all of our, our county road crews our city road crews do a great job of getting things cleaned up they just aren't going to be able to keep up this morning it's going to be dangerous it's going to be unsafe for everybody so yeah we kind of had to make it called bait you know we're up at 4 a.m starting to think about it um and at four this morning, it was it was okay. I mean, you could still see the road surfaces and, and whatnot, but we could see the snow coming. We could th- see things um, going the wrong way. So we uh, all collectively made the decision. Plus, you have a lot of high school students that drive, and that is already scary enough on dry roads, having <laughs> two of my kids drive to high school all the time. Um, but, you know, you get them on slick roads and everything, and it's a whole new experience for them. That's for sure. It's it's dangerous for everybody out there, and, and we always try and balance. We know it's winter in Michigan, and we have to acclimate and get through a lot of it. Um, but there are some of these days where it just doesn't make sense to um, put anybody at risk. Superintendent of Schools, Andy Engel, joining us in the drive-up line. Okay, there were a few things you want to talk about. Go ahead and uh, hit the first subject you um, want to Yeah, hit. so we um, often talk about our food delivery program. We've made a change for second semester just to help us be efficient with packaging and storing foods. Um, so we're asking people to um, order ahead. If you go to our COVID page on, on www.ghaps.com you can find information but we're switching our food delivery program it's now tuesdays from four to five at grand haven high school and thursdays from five to six at white pines intermediate so again there's a link there where you can order ahead you can choose which day you want to pick up so we can be planned and ready for you Um, but we're continuing to provide seven days three meals plus snacks um, for folks what we've just split from doing it on wednesdays to doing it on tuesdays at the high school and thursdays at, at white pines Okay, out of Robinson Elementary, I know you've been dealing with this for the last several years, the PFAS issue. Yeah, we're um, really happy that we've we've reached what we'd say is the end, where our water treatment system has been fully approved by the Ottawa County Health Department. Um, we've got a new well out there. We've got a water treatment in, uh, system in place that's um, 
filtering out or, or eliminating the PFAS in the water. The whole system has been retested for all the all the appropriate substances, most notably um, copper and lead. Um, it's met all the standards, and so we're able to resume using the water at Robinson for drinking. So our drinking fountains aren't open because you, you don't do that during COVID, but we do have some bottle fill stations um, that are now usable. We have remaining water, uh, bottled water on site that people can continue to use, and we're going we're gonna to use up. But um, really happy, really proud of Fishbeck Inc. from um, Grand Rapids and our environmental engineering firm um, did a great job um, investigating, developing, designing that system for us um, and helping us navigate um, to the point where we can we can get things back opened up and, and ultimately be back to normal out there. Is there ever going to be a point where you guys can get a feeder line off the big water uh, line that goes to GR? I'd say not at this point. We did look at that early on in the process, talked about it with township officials and, and other folks that run that system. Um, <clears throat> the cost and the, the depending on what size pipe you put in there, just didn't seem to be there's going to be enough population density out there to put a, a big pipe out there would make sense and a smaller pipe with our shutdowns in the summer for summer um, you know when students aren't in session would create other issues with needing to flush the system um, so ultimately this treatment system and remaining on a well was the collectively determined best best decision that was with the folks at Eagle the folks at the health department our environmental environmental folks our township folks everybody collectively um, decided this was the right path. Superintendent of Schools Andy Engel joining us from Grand Haven. Okay, um, the shots and the vaccines. Where are we with teachers right now? Getting update on that. So it's a it's a, a wait and watch. Our teachers are in the same same boat or position as all of our. Um, other folks that are in the 1B group. Um, so we've had a lot of teachers that have been, they're signed up to get alerts from the health department, teachers that are signed up to get um, alerts from NOCH. Um, we had a lot of teachers that I uh, were able to get in at the Spectrum um, site that was over the weekend. We've had some teachers I know even go up to Muskegon. So it's really um, each kind of each man for themselves. We've reached out, we're, we're in regular communication with the health department. So if they some you know soon start getting um more allocations of doses or if NOCH gets a larger allocation of doses, um, you know, we stand ready to help run and coordinate uh, a vaccine site or coordinate uh, our staff in an orderly way to get vaccinated. But right now it's kind of as you can go and, and see who can get them when they can get them. So we know a, a, quite a few staff are, are starting to get it, but we um, we're kind of we're a tier down in terms of any control over when and how. So we're, we're counting on health department and Jen Van Skyver at Noach has been really great for us. Absolutely. Andy, Andy Engel joining us right now. What's your take on governor Whitmer on Friday, pushing back contact winter sports from February 1st to February 21st. She said she just wasn't comfortable. Yeah, sure. Caught everybody off guard. Uh, uh, definitely a left turn. We've, we've seen that it's hard to, it's hard to predict throughout this pandemic, what's going to happen and what's next. I know our kids are frustrated. Our families are frustrated. Our coaches are frustrated. Um, we, uh, you know, superintendents were all discussing um, yesterday, and we feel like we've we've got the right protocols in place in school. We feel like we 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 were able to to prove and do the right things with athletics in the fall for schools like ours that have been primarily in session. You know, even did take away a short closure there in November and December. Um, we know what to do, and a lot of our kids are finding other ways to play and participate. And we feel like school school based athletics is still the safest place. Um, to, to participate. We know the protocols. We have oversight. We can coordinate um, with each other what's going to happen and when it's going to happen. Um, so, you know, we 
we'd prefer to, to be able to help our athletes get into competition or at least get into full practices, um, but it's, it's not a decision in our hands. So we're trying to advocate where we can and how we can, um, but definitely frustrating to expect one thing and then, and then learn news of another. And, and I certainly understand the MHSA kind of at this point going, uh, we're trying to make a plan, but we're, we're just not sure yet because it was certainly unexpected. Because even if they're going to start winter sports on the 21st you and you push everything back from their original timeline, you're looking at the last weekend of April, first weekend of May for right. boys' championships for, for high school basketball. Yeah, it puts a real squeeze. Obviously, it puts the squeeze on winter, but it's going to put the squeeze on spring athletics too and, and when and how and where can they go. What we really what, what I really desire is it doesn't seem of late that uh, Mark Ewell, the executive director at the MHSA, has had has much access or a seat at the table with the governor and the MDHHS team and and for all of us that are waiting and wondering and and need plans we need we need the people and the decision makers all together working together good news or bad news um, we need people to be in the know so that when the when the information trickles down um, we've got access um, and there's plans ahead and there's not just more unanswered questions I think that's what's most frustrating for people is just the unknown um, and then trying to figure out trying to interpret trying to read the tea leaves and, and figure out what's next well the fall sports did finish up luckily and we ran several of those games this weekend with the high school football but volleyball and girls swimming and diving finished as well but they had to do those antigen tests and that was a great thing for the high school students because that proved that 99.6 or 7 percent of them um were were negative you know i mean it was it was a very minuscule minuscule amount of kids that even had uh traces of COVID 19 and, and that would be enough proof to me but uh you know that's the thing that mark yule is upset about that where's the science here because we're not you're opening restaurants 25 percent, but now we're pushing back sports it doesn't i don't know it ain't it didn't all add up sometimes right a pilot program to gather information it seems like the information was favorable and would have led a different direction but again we don't we're not always privy to all the all the information they have yeah. in the decision making model um, and it'd be hard to antigen test all high school athletes with a full season going you know it's a unique situation where you had three sports and limited number of students it'd be hard to have the personnel to to carry out all those testings for all schools if that's what they wanted to do um, but again it, it seems positive and and i would say just just like uh, interscholastic athletics in a in normal times the student participation is an incentive it's an incentive to to be engaged in your schoolwork it's an incentive to um, stay busy and stay active doing positive things it's an incentive to stay away from some negative and bad behavior and I think it's the same in COVID our, our student athletes want to play and when our coaches say to our athletes hey you gotta you gotta watch who you're hanging out with you gotta watch who you're spending time with you gotta social distance um, when you're not at school and when you're you know not at practice um, those are incentives for kids to stay healthy and stay safe um, and so we we think there's some benefit to to that the ability to participate and, and be together as a team. Well, you've got kids back in school. I mean, outside of today, obviously. I mean, how's that going? Have you seen, I mean, does everyone seem like happy that they're back? I mean, is it helping their mental well-being? Is it helping like learning? Without question, I think everybody's happy to be back. Our students are happy to be back in person. Our teachers are happy to have back. Our principals are happy to have everybody back. We've had a pretty successful two weeks back for us with just a couple cases each week. Um, that you know, Cases can result in anywhere from 10 to 25 quarantines per student just based on where they sit and who they've interacted with. But, um, yeah, there's, there's no comparison for our students that, and families that have chosen in-person learning that that face-to-face -face interaction um, makes all the difference 
in just your your mental and emotional state i think for a lot of people just the the isolation you can feel uh, otherwise is is really hard and it's it's hard for a lot of kids to engage online yeah um, i know some of our kids have figured that out and, and do well in that environment a lot of kids don't they need they need their classmates there you know shouldering the load um with them and and hauling along and a little fun and and um, some friendship and camaraderie and and having a teacher you know right there at your shoulder to assist and help makes all the difference in the world too the michigan department of education is asking the u.s department of education to waive standardized testing for the 2020 2021 school year so michigan teachers can focus on making sure students are caught up in their education now i think they waived that for last year but Betsy DeVos, who was then director of uh, education for the U.S., uh, said that it wasn't going to happen this year. What's your take on the whole thing? Yeah, it's it, you spend a lot of time on on standardized assessments every year. There's good and bad in those. Um, it's it's a it's it's a lot of time that we don't think is going to produce a lot of fruit this year. We know our kids have have missed and lost some throughout, you know, all the way back to, to last March. We've been assessing along the way. We're doing benchmark um, testing along the way. Um, we think we know, for the most part, where they are and, and where they're headed, uh, and we want to make all the use that we can time with um, to move forward with instruction. So um, I think it's an appropriate ask from from MDE to the, to the U.S. Department of Ed right now, and we look forward to getting back on that. I You know, you hear our principals talk, and they're like, hey, you know, there's part of me that I want to see this data or that data because they, we've been working hard on it, certain initiatives throughout the pandemic, and, and we think the data might not be quite as bad as some people think it would be. Um, but again, to the 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 startup the testing cycle all that it takes to get through that um, we need the time with kids we need the time on task with instruction when's uh, spring break coming up spring break is the first full week in April okay um, so I think we're I think it's I, don't, I haven't looked I don't have the calendar in front of me but um, yeah we're we're off the Friday before and then that first full week in April. I, I saw I was driving down 31. I don't normally drive that way anymore. You know, it's funny how you drive certain ways all the time. <laughs> but I was driving south on 31, past Meyer and Walmart and all that, and I, I looked over and I at Rosie Mound, and I saw that the, they had construction signs up there on that service road. Yep. It's uh, actually the... <laughs> the the relatively mild winter has really served us well. Um, we've got that road. We've got basically everything in. Our gates are in. The base layers are in. It's just a matter of um, springtime, warm enough temps to, to lay asphalt, and we'll be able to complete that project. Um, it's only going to be a service road for large events. It'll be an exit egress road. It won't be for daily use. Anything else, we're really grateful to the folks at Reindeers, um, Shirley Woodruff, Dennis Reindeers, um, for with their project, the cottages at Rosie Mound there, um, reaching out to us. Us to they knew that was a, an important project for us they didn't for their residents want daily traffic there we understand that um, but for football games for commencement for some of our large music events or, you know the winter spectacular um, variety of things like that um, it, it'll be nice for us to have two exits going um, we'll man that with police officers and open the gate and let people know what's happening but um, it'll be a nice ad and and really it's a nice um, safety ad for us uh, as a school district if we ever had a critical event at the high school if there was a crash at Ferris Street or um, even a couple years ago we had just they had it closed down for a week of, of railroad maintenance um, it gives us another option in terms of getting in or getting out if we really had to I didn't know with me doing baseball games if I could get like you know like make it like the back cave I can have like a remote control when the thing comes down I can just drive the back way me and Floyd I knew you I knew you'd need something because <laughs> really in the end it's all about me all right Andy is there anything I did is there anything I didn't ask you you want to get out there uh, I think you got it thank you yeah good
Now, again, a reminder, because you're toasty warming your car, we're, I'm going to go to <laughs> a song. Don't drive off, okay? <laughs> I got it. My greatest fear is somebody <laughs> driving off and ripping everything out of our control panel here. The car isn't parking. My hands are off the wheel. <laughs> Thank you very much. You have a great day. We do appreciate you coming by. You too. Thanks, Eric. Andy Engel, Superintendent of Grand Haven Area Public Schools, good enough to join us here on the mighty 103.5.